and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 78, recorded February 19th, 2023. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And this is part two of our rundown of this year's contenders for Best Picture at the Oscars. Uh, if you heard our last episode, we covered five out of the ten. Today we're picking up the rest. Yep. And I guess we'll do this alphabetically? Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, once again, these are... You know, maybe not the best movies of the year, but you know they're still pretty good. So let's uh, let's get let's get cracking. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. right. So uh, first time a movie with this title has been nominated for Best Picture since 1930, I think. Uh, so this is the the new version of All Quiet on the Western Front, and this is it's a new adaptation. Um, it is a little bit different from the book in a few ways. It is in German, so it's like you know it's mm-hmm. you know it's a German production, and it, this time uh, it's I mean it's still about Paul um, and his and his time in the war, except for the parts where it isn't. Exactly, yeah. So this time we are given a parallel storyline about the armistice getting negotiated um mm-hmm. and this this part is the this plot line uh, daniel uh, you're gonna have to pronounce daniel brule yeah that's right daniel brule is the you know the star of that particular plot line mm-hmm. and it's actually it's an interesting thing to add i can't decide if it hurts with the mild spoilers for a book that's nearly 100 years old that I, I'm worried it, it may hurt some of the dramatic irony of the story, but I, I can't yeah. really... It's hard for me to tell. It's it's just because I have known the ending of this story for so long that I don't know if it really works or not, so it's, it's just hard to tell. Yeah, so I, I feel like it kind of does. Like I, yeah. I feel if you take this movie in isolation, mm-hmm. separate from the book, separate from either of the two previous adaptations... It's really good in and of itself in its own mm-hmm. right, but compared to those others, I, I feel like some things are lost. I'm I'm not against artistic license. I I do yeah. like the you know the the stuff with with Daniel Bruhl and and the negotiation of the armistice. That's that's interesting stuff, but I do feel like it kind of takes away from some of the things that really brought the uh, the reader or the audience, depending you know on on uh, which other version of this story you're you're taking in, uh, sort of closer to to more identify with with paul and what he's he's going through mm-hmm. and i yeah so there's a there's a big time jump from you know the, the first time that they you know paul and, and his his schoolmates see see combat um and it, it just immediately yep a year and a half later yeah that's it that's and i i feel true. like something is is lost there because there's there was a lot in the book and and in the previous films about mm-hmm. okay so you know that that immediately takes the sheen off, but we we don't see some of the other things about how these these men who are down in the trenches what they think about all of this and and how they get there and how they relate to each other and mm-hmm. and what it does to them along the way. We just sort of skip ahead to the end. I I think there's a little bit of that still going on. There's um, there's some. It's not there's as some. I I, and, yeah. it's, I agree that it's not as much as we've had in previous versions. Um, I do find this one better than the the I think it was a '70s one with John Boy and 
in Ernest Borgnine. Um, I, don't I think, I think is, largely, yeah. yeah that I don't that one did is, have some strong points. but it, and It's got some strong points, but I don't think it's... like I think this is better than that, but I don't think this is as good as the Lewis Milestone one from, from the 30s. Yeah. And, and however, one thing I do think it has above the 30s one is that I think it does a good job of the whole war is hell thing, which is a very big thing with World War I movies, and, uh, or the Great War, if you will. And I think part of that is, like, they're able to, you know, showcase the violence in a more visceral, literally, sort of way. And and I think we we get that this time, um, perhaps at the expense of the of the other thing you were saying. Uh, to, to some degree, yes, but I... I also disagree. There is there is a lot of of violence and gore in in the original film, as right? Well. But I mean, it's not as not it's, as graphic is is what I mean. So I mean, in like it's some still a, cases, it's, yes, but it's still there, a 30s some, movie. <laughs> it, it it is still a 30s yeah. movie, but there is some stuff that was really really shockingly graphic. You know, like like mm. even stuff that would have been called shockingly graphic. It's like oh, you mm. you you may suffer heart palpitations watching this film, kind of kind of thing, like they they did in mm. front of horror movies. There is stuff in that movie that is even more shocking and even more gruesome. There's no warning. It's just presented as it is. Mm. And I, I thought that was really, really strong and was very affecting in that film. I, I agree that it's it's more so here in a modern film with an R rating, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it's that big of a gap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it, I feel like it's it's a little bit more, but it's been a while since I've seen the milestone one. So, um, I yeah, I mean the other one was a pre-code movie, so it was before you know Hades yeah. really cracked down on that stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's not a bad film. I think it's you know kind of like a worthy adaptation in a sense. Um, I don't think it really does a better job than the first one, but it's you know pretty good for what it is and it's you know nice to actually see it you know in german <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> as uh considering the other two are american-made ones and if i remember correctly the i think i think the the first one like literally is a like the book came out in like 29 i think and then i think the the movie yeah. came out in 1930 like yeah, it was a pretty was, quick turnaround i think it, it was it, it really was and yeah, i think lamille may have like bought it before it was published maybe i, I don't know it's yeah. it's it's possible yeah yeah, and I I did really really appreciate the that film the the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think one of its weaknesses is that it is slavishly faithful yeah, it to is the very book. Faithful. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there are things that might have been adapted a little bit differently, specifically for the medium, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did like that you really weren't missing a lot from the book, like like all the the important things from the book are there, which is not to say don't read the book. Read the book, kids. Um, <laughs> or at least watch the Thug Notes summary. You know? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that series, yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'm kind of surprised we haven't had, like, a science fiction reversion of this. I'm kidding. It's a... <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's a, it's a fair adaptation. Um, I don't know if I would have... There are other movies I saw this year that I think were better than this, so I'm a little surprised mm-hmm. that it made the cut. But then again, I think the Academy likes to have at least one international film, and it, it's it's not bad in any way. So, but even then, like I think um, Decision to Leave was a better international film this year. But that's where we are. So, yeah. uh, pairing with this is kind of obvious. I'm curious if you and I have the same movie. So, what would you pair this with? So this this is one that I struggled with just because of its subject matter and mm-hmm. its 
you know, the, the, the thematic resonance of it. Um, right. I, I just couldn't come up with anything that wasn't also a war movie. Yep, yep, I couldn't either. Which is okay. It's like, that's that's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think um, yeah, if if you're not going to go with one of the other adaptations of this same story, right, right, which is an obvious pairing, but yeah, 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 um, super super obvious. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, you watch this and then watch something else that's the very same much thing. the same. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. uh, no, I, I I think the the best comparison to get some of the the same ideas is uh, is probably saving private ryan okay see i was actually thinking 1917 um just yeah on the other yeah. side of the war yeah yeah Ni- 1917 also very very good um and I, I i did very much like uh and we and we talked about that mm-hmm. um also has that war is hell thing going it, on it, it really does in a, in a similar way but i admit this like saving private ryan is very much kind of the uh, uh, I don't want to say st- uh, maybe tone maybe like it's very much yeah. taking from that kind of tone yeah yeah it's 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 a lot more the tone like 1917 is a lot more action oriented which isn't a is that's that's not a criticism that's that's an observation there are yeah. Yeah, moments yeah. where where we see it's like okay where um you know toward the end of that movie where where the the guy encounters Benedict Cumberbatch and yeah. and tells him it's like you, you can't go you can't it's 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 going to be really, really bad. These, these are the orders and it's like doing the best I can. And, and this is all hell. And I've seen too many kids die already. And, and all right. that. it's like, there, there are moments like that in that movie, but it's, it's a lot more about, you know, the, uh, the adrenaline and, and following the action. There's, there's lots of the, the war is hell. You, you totally get that, right. but it, it basically doesn't stop moving. Well, and that's because of that first person camera thing. Or not first person, sorry, um, that because of the the whole one take thing. That yeah, was yeah. the idea for that one. So that yeah. that makes sense. Which which is very effective, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's 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 a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then another. I did think of one other movie. This is um, it seems odd to recommend this because it's kind of a Christmas movie. Um, that is Joyeux Noël. Um, or Merry Christmas. It's a it's a French German production. Um, about. Uh, a ceasefire during Christmas in oh, yeah, 1914, yeah. I think. Um, and Daniel Brühl is in that too. I don't really know if it would pair well, other than that it's another World War One movie with Daniel Brühl in it. But eh, it was a thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into the next film. Now I'm sitting here next to you, and if you're going back inside, I'm following you inside, and if you're going home, I'm following you there too. Now, if I've done something to you. Just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. With all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. But you didn't say anything to me. And you didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking, like. I just don't like you no more. Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. Uh, written directed by Martin McDonough, um, who had previously been up for three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I'm a big fan of his, I think it was his first uh, feature film in Bruges, which features Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, as does Banshees does. Mm-hmm. And this is the this is the story of two men who are friends and the end of their friendship, I guess, is the simplest way to put it um, yeah this is early on this is about what is it, about 100 or i, I think they um, said i think i think 24 
Yeah, it's about 1924. There was there was a shot of a calendar at one point. And... Right, and the IRA is doing its thing. Um, yeah. on, and they're they live on a you know Inisharan is on an island. I don't think it's the name of the island. I think it's just a a place on this island. I um, I would have to check to be sure. I yeah, it's, it's a it's a very small island. May in fact be the island. It may be the island. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, so they're yeah. kind of in an isolated community. And there's these two men, uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, and they are farmers. And one of them is uh, Brendan Gleeson is into writing music, and they are they are friends. And then one day, uh, Brendan Gleeson says that he doesn't want to be friends anymore. He just doesn't like Colin Farrell anymore, and it's confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and there's and uh, Carrie Condon's in this as well. Um, she plays Colin Farrell's sister. Yep, and she is she's also very good. I would. If it weren't for the fact that supporting actress is so stacked, um, I would think she'd have a really good chance, but it's yeah. kind of hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hard. Um, but she's really good in it. I super liked her. Um, she, there's, it's it's interesting because I feel like this is a, unlike women talking, this is also a film dealing with toxic masculinity, but in a very different way. Um, yeah, very, that, very different circumstances. Right. Yeah. It's it's actually if if one film is called Women Talking, this is called Men Not Talking mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that's what it's about. It's like about men not communicating things and the problems around that. And this reminded me a lot of his um, the, the writer and director's um, stage work. Um, so he's he's a playwright. Um, he's written a lot of plays Um this there's quite a he has a series of plays that take place in a similar community. Um, he's also he a recent play by him called Hangman kind of reminded me of this. Um, so like I mean I would I mean like if you wanted to read a play and then watch this movie I mean like it would make for a good pairing but I mean that's not exactly the same thing but I'll I'll get to pairings in a bit. Um, I think Colin Farrell's really good in this. I think Brendan Gleeson's really good in this. Um, I also think that this is kind of a, it's it's kind of a low key absurd comedy in a weird way. And sort of sort of um there's there's one it would not be if it weren't for one particular <laughs> aspect of it um that i think that makes it kind of absurd and but it kind of makes sense in the in the way in the in the world that it's in and so i, I was thinking about 100 years ago about how we had like this you know a, we had we had this whole movement of absurd comedies that came out um back you know 100 years ago or so and or a little bit less and i kind of wonder if like something like everything everywhere all at once and banshees are kind of like where we need to go in order to deal with things i mean we didn't have like a world war um to kind of deal with stuff we've had a lot of other things going on and i'm kind of curious if Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. if we need to embrace the absurdity for a bit but um very different um kinds of absurdity but i do think that there's something there if i'm going to put my film scholar hat on for a second yeah yeah yeah. no it's 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 very interesting and and sort of incisive about that except when it's more pensive and sort of musing on on the topic Mm -hmm. which is a, a lot of the the film like like you said it is confusing Colin Farrell spends basically the entire film being confused about what the heck is going on and to his character's credit, he is he is asking when things go wrong. He he starts trying to talk about it and figure it out. And what's what's going on here? How how do we move on, move move past this, or or fix it, or whatever? But it just yeah, there's 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 nothing there. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's a very interesting film. I don't know if it's as good as as I do think it's a very representative work 
um, for mm-hmm. for the director, um, in in so much that it reminds me so much of his plays, um, a little bit less of his movies. Um, I don't know if it's as good as as Ebbing, um, but I you know I did like it. To me, this is this stands a really good chance of winning, uh, but we'll get to that at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Um, but yeah, I. I like I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I like the fact that it doesn't overstay its welcome, <laughs> um, especially like this is this is a minor thing, but um, so many two hour plus movies. I like that this one's like right around two hours, <laughs> which almost makes me want to give it an extra like you know half grade. But uh, that that is that aside, um, yeah. I know okay. pairing pairing wise, it took some effort for me to think of something, and ultimately I was I tried to focus on male friendship that's mm-hmm. maybe doomed um and i went with mean streets by martin scorsese i'm not 100 okay. percent on that okay. um but that one's about you know that's harvey Keitel and robert de niro and they have you know not a dissimilar dynamic but that's very different because you know they're they're in new york it's you know not an isolated community it's it's very different, but I don't know. That was that was what I came up with. Okay. Yeah. Um, so here's here's where I, I think I'm I'm gonna surprise you with a yeah go ahead yeah. with a, with a with a zig when you expect yeah. a zag. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that this made me think of was a movie by Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. starring some of his go tos, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Okay, so I was thinking about um, male friendship, and mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead popped in my head for a second, but then I thought more about Hot Fuzz, but I think Shaun of the Dead probably fits better thematically. I, I, I think yeah. it does. You know, Hot, Hot Fuzz has got some other stuff going on, but mm-hmm. you know, more more gets worked out in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Shaun of the Dead, there's, there's, there's definitely more toxic masculinity in that one, and, mm-hmm. and guys who are just kind of stuck and not really doing anything don't really know what to do or how to talk about it i mean there's there's just more slapstick and more zombies in that one mm-hmm. than than in banshees of inisherin yep totally yeah i can see how that would work yeah nice no it's a good flick um definitely understand why it's been getting all the love all right yeah yeah all right moving on or shall we let's gyrate our hips to to the next uh-huh. one. yeah <laughs> right a lot of people saying a lot of things of course, you got to listen to the people that you love. But in the end, you got to listen to yourself. So I want you to know those New York people ain't going to change me none. And this is Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic. By the way, biopic or biopic, Tim? Which 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 phrase do you prefer? Haven't helped me. I do not know. I, I have not been able to figure out a an agreed upon correct pronunciation for that word. I've said each at different times. Take your pick. I I, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm I'm not very, gonna. You know. I'm very much adamant that it should be biopic um, because it is biographical picture. Um, biopic sounds sounds like, like myopic. Yeah. Yes. Like also sounds like you're like some kind of like how you see things like <laughs> um which is probably actually duopic or something but either way um anyway uh so this is a biopic of elvis presley directed by baz lerman it stars austin butler who does a pretty good job as the king i have to admit yeah, and yeah. although i believe he's lip-syncing um so it's not like he's singing the songs mm, yeah. but mm, not always some yeah. some of that's him and some is not so right right 
um, when there are recordings to use, they can they can use it. Um, yeah, and and you can you can check in the credits and say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this this performed by Austin Butler and, and yep. such and such. So yeah, but I mean, it stars him. But the the main focus of the movie, or at least the frame around it, is from Tom Parker's perspective, which you know I kind of get it. It's sort of like it's an interesting thing to have your movie around your Spingali character, mm-hmm. um, and I, that has merits. But I don't know if it quite sticks that landing. Um, is all yeah i i don't think it really did yeah i was i was reminded of a uh similar film from a few years ago uh bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. which you know had had a, a similar perspective on paul prenter as this movie does on similar Colonel kind of Tom frenetic Parker. editing too uh-huh uh-huh yep. uh-huh so a lot, a lot of similarities and the you know, tragic yep. end and and all of this um that was a better movie it's got other problems that are less to do with the movie itself I can't decide if it's a better movie actually uh, they're about the same like caliber for me um but I, yeah yeah i i think that one's a little better in some uh, ways and, yeah, and worse think, than others yeah you know that's the thing like because uh, i actually think the performance wise there's there's better performances happening in bohemian rhapsody i would say actually no and that's not a dig at austin butler um it's no, actually it's no. a dig at tom hanks it's, it's a dig at um Ooh. but uh yeah uh, yeah, he is. I'm not gonna say he's miscast, but he definitely makes some unusual choices. With like, I don't know if he's up for a Razzie, but I almost. It's, it's a it's good un- thing nobody has our email addresses. Oh, it's Tom. You can <laughs> do. You know, Tom can't always. You know, no, can't, of course can't not. Win them of course all. not. And and I mean, we're, we're we're gonna talk about the, that too. The man um, has two Oscars. I mean, like back to back Oscars, no less. Mm-hmm, so I mean, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like he can't win them all. No, so. no. So I. There are things I really liked about this film uh, and things I really didn't. It's it's exhausting. It it feels like <laughs> it's has kind of an identity crisis because it has this framing device from from Colonel Tom Parker's yep. point of view. But then sometimes it's very clearly Elvis is the point of view character and other points where it pulls oh. back and it's it's supposed to be kind of a you know, removed objective point of view, sort of. Mm-hmm. And, and and it never really decides and they don't really blend well and it doesn't transition well from one to another and they're they're often kind of shouting over each other. It's it's sort of a mess. It's sort of a mess. Um Tom Hanks is up for worst supporting actor, by the way, in the Razzies. Um he is also up for worst actor this year for Pinocchio. So mm. uh b- banner year for Tom. Um <laughs> Ooh, poor guy well you know uh, yeah <laughs> he can take it he can take it um yeah so this is like i agree it's 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 interesting because like it has the 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 editing between this and everything everywhere all at once have similarities but everything everywhere all at once is less exhausting um and i am saying mm-hmm. this as someone who you know probably has adhd um so like there are times when I was watching this and I was feeling that we could slow down a little, Baz. I don't, th- I, I don't think it's a problem, necessarily. Um, the film never drags, which makes sense because of how it's done. Um, yeah, I think yeah. there's probably... It's weird because it feels like there should be more movie and also less movie at the same time. It's because we're going with this print-the-legend kind of way of doing the story, which, which I think makes sense. Um, I, if I was going to make a movie about Elvis, this is probably, it's more interesting to focus on Elvis the myth than it is Elvis the actual person in a lot of ways. And, and this does that, but at the same time, you still can't help but feel like there's something missing because there's so Mm -hmm. much other weird Elvis stuff. Like, 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I felt like I was before recording, I told Tim that like, and this is like a really kind of a deep cut, but I mean like this, this needs more Grell Marcus to it, who is this you know, <laughs> culture critic who wrote, he has this book called mystery train, which is like about the secret history of rock and roll. And he has like a whole thing about Elvis Presley that I think really delves into it a lot. We need more of that. We need more of the Todd Haynes. I'm not there. Bob Dylan approach to this. I kind of think not that Elvis needs to be played by 10 different people, but Right. <laughs> that 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 it could focus more on the on that print the legend sort of thing, and yeah, um, feel like there's a missed opportunity not talking about Nixon, but there was a whole movie about that, so I guess I kind of get it, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, Butler's really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. The it's it's uh, it's interesting because it's a musical, but it's not really a musical at the same time. Uh, Dacre Montgomery, Dacre, yeah, Dacre Montgomery is also in this. Surprisingly, um, it's like, oh look, it's Billy, um, and mm-hmm. it took me a second to realize who he was at first. But yeah, I, it's it could be deeper. I guess is the same kind of thing. It feels like a very superficial way of looking at someone so complicated. Yeah, um, it it kind of does. Like it yeah. suggests depth without actually going there and and layers a whole lot of glitz and glamour on top which yep. i mean it's it's baz lerman so you yeah and honestly expect that and... i expect and to be honest it makes a lot of sense i mean mm-hmm. like i don't yeah. know who i would pick to do this you know to do a better job at it so yeah so yeah it probably needs a little bit more script work um in that regard um but i don't know i didn't hate it i was in i was entertained um but it's kind of in the bottom rung for me i'll I'll say that yeah there's there's a good bit to appreciate here mm-hmm. it's not a bad film Mm-mm. but it it is messy and mm-hmm. in in ways that maybe it shouldn't be mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a messy story so okay okay sure yeah. but the the mess of the movie is the movie's problem and and not the the subject matter right yeah um pairing for this was you know bohemian rhapsody is the obvious one but i decided to go a little bit i decided to uh to zig here myself and mm-hmm. i was gonna go with bubba hotep <laughs> I, I i did think about that yeah. um yeah as as i was watching this movie it's like you know i feel like watching bubba hotep instead of this yep yep um, so that is, uh, that's where Bruce Campbell plays the king who has, who is not dead and lives in an East Texas rest home and fights mm-hmm. a Egyptian mummy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Mm-hmm. With JFK. Yeah. Who yeah. is also not dead. Yeah. 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 Kind of a, kind of a redneck mummy, which yep. is, yeah, it's a, it's a it's weird little picture. It's yeah. just a strange flick, but, uh, I love it. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had that thought as well, but as, as far as, uh, a pairing, mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I thought of something that's a, a little more meta, um, mm-hmm. and, and kind of sort of related to our, uh, our previous bands on the real series of episodes, mm-hmm. uh, that thing you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, Which Tom also, Hanks. Yeah. also, also Tom Hanks, who, mm-hmm. you know, was, was, you know, producer and had a, a supporting role in that film. Not, well, he directed not... it too. I think yeah, it was his first yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, to direct, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and is, is sort of, uh, mythologized fictional version of the Beatles story sort of sort of well it's it's more one hit wonder so you could actually you could pick a whole lot of different people that you it could, could be similar you could. to yeah i but, i get i get a little bit more of like a, a herman's hermits and and he, and tom hanks was a big dave clark 5 fan yeah, so i i yeah. see more dave clark 5 in the wonders than yeah. the beatles 
yeah. yeah. So I see where you're coming from, though. But I feel like that movie goes deeper in exploring its characters than mm-hmm. this movie, which which has a, a very similar sort of main thrust to it, but it's it's a lot more flash and a lot mm-hmm. less substance. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you could watch any myriad of Elvis movies if you want to, which are very much brushed over. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I a thing I will give this movie is it doesn't it doesn't take him to task, but it doesn't let Elvis off the hook in stealing from <laughs> you know black artists. But um, like uh, uh, actually, two artists that I saw last year in concert um, were involved with this. Uh, Yola mm. um, plays uh, Sister Sister Thorpe, I believe, mm. and Monaskeen does an in credit song. <laughs> so it was kind of random, but. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's yeah, it's not my favorite of the bunch, but I've definitely seen worse biopics. So yeah, 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 me too. Do you have a favorite Elvis song, Tim? Ooh, that's 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 hard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that the first weirdly the first one that I really heard and and stuck with me as oh this this is Elvis this is a an Elvis yeah, song yeah. was Return to Sender. Oh, okay. No, that's a good song. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very classic. But, I mean, Elvis. it's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's not, you know, Hound Dog or, mm-hmm. you know, Jailhouse Rock. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, I think I kind of like Burn in Love, but I think that may have a Lilo and Stitch kind of thing. Um, I, 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 unironic, I ironically yet unironically like that song. Um, it is so, yeah. Yeah. So Elvis cheese that it's, uh, <laughs> hard not yep. to like. Yeah. Can dig that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So Elvis has left the building, and let's move on to another music-heavy film. Yeah. Yeah. Time is the thing. Uh-huh. Time is is the essential piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. See, I start the clock. Now, my left hand it shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means the time stops. R, starring Kate Blanchett. Yes. This sure is a movie. Yeah, I... So this is, like, one of those classic Academy Awards stuffy movies, um, mm-hmm. and that's not 100% a dig. Um, like, I, I have... This and Phantom Thread have a very similar kind of, like, Ooh, yeah. Way about them. I would not pair this with Phantom Thread, but I mean, like, well, maybe it would work. But the, anyway, um, that's not what I picked when I when I was doing pairings. But uh, it kind of feels like that. This was this was the of the ten. This was actually my biggest disappointment. Um, I was really looking forward to this because I really like Todd Field, um, the director. He made two movies in the two thousands that I really like: um, uh, In the Bedroom and Little Children. Little Children probably was my favorite movie of that year, and big fan of those movies and so this is like his first movie in years and i was really looking forward to it um and it's not bad i think i overhyped it like that's i think that's what happened um and so like that's part of the reason why i feel like i am disappointed in is that it wasn't as great as i was hoping it was going to be um that said it isn't bad it is however i I don't know like uh, this and like certain other movies that kind of focus on you know a character like this kind of like never really resonate with me like it does other people. Yeah. Um, like there are other movies that you know when I when I when I get to pairings like I'll I'll, I'll talk about mm-hmm. um, and and that's like that just I mean like it's not like it's bad and it's not like Kate Blanchett is bad in it either and it's not like they I mean I don't like the character but I'm not supposed to like the character. Um, you right. know I yeah I find it pretty compelling um, and it's not like I don't 
find the points that Field is making. Very, you know, it's very layered. Um, but somehow this didn't, like, really get with me like I hoped it would. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so this is about Lydia Tarr, who is a... Should probably talk about what the plot of the movie is. Um, so this is about Lydia Tarr, who is a conductor. And she is um, going to be facing some scandals um, throughout the movie, um, is what is kind of what happens. It's very much a character study. It yeah. doesn't have, like, a you know, this to this to this kind of plot, which is fine. Like, I actually think that's the better way to tell the story. But, so she's a classical conductor, so if you're into classical music, this is going to be your jam. I don't dislike classical music. There's, you know, I've been to symphonies. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely this kind of echelon of society that I am not very much a part of um, <laughs> and don't feel like I'm missing out much. But I do think Field does a good job of making that world a little bit more universal so i will i will i will give him that and kate blanchett is always good because you know she's kate blanchett it's been fun to see her try to not step in it in some recent interviews but uh she's trying yes i i i don't know i like of of course kate blanchett is good in this and yeah yeah yeah. and it's unlike tom hanks i feel like she's uh always (laughs) she always does that yeah um some some little bit of context i was really dang tired when i when i watched <laughs> this movie yeah um so there there were some interesting bits about it that i know i didn't quite catch or didn't catch at all in some mm-hmm. cases while i was watching i i read some some other article that you know was speculating on on what they meant and it's like oh wait yeah i i did see that bit where they they called it out and here's here's this thing that happened there are some very surreal aspects, very psychological question. How much of what we're seeing is actually real and how much is just the main character's perception? Not necessarily that she's hallucinating, but but what is her conception of the world around her? How does it fit into her own narrative right, and her right. own ego? And it's, it is all very, very interesting. It is super pretentious. Oh, yeah. it's 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 supposed to be because yep. that's part of what's part of going on with this character yep. that you're not supposed to like. Yep. So it's it's about that and about skewering that. So of course it it has to also be that or or mm. the satire doesn't work at all. Right. There's there's a lot to to like about how this movie is put together, how it's constructed, its its script, its characters. There's it's it's very compelling to watch. I didn't particularly enjoy much of it but you're mm-hmm. kind of not supposed to it's not that kind of movie and right yeah i uh, so when when i was thinking about it, phantom thread is is i'm glad you mentioned is mm. the one that i was trying to pull it's like i feel like i've seen something very very much like this not so long mm. ago it's, yeah. it, that that was it mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting this this is not something to put on just for the heck of it it's like this this is <laughs> no. yeah i mean this this is going to be you know, not not just film study, but okay. You know, like psychology students. Yeah. Watch this film and say, what the heck is going on with Kate Blanchett in this film? Yeah, I I get the feeling it will I it will hit me better in like a year or so after I'm removed from the hype that I accidentally gave it. So, yeah, yeah. it's there's a lot there. It's very layered. It's very you know. You know, smart piece in that regard. I do think maybe it's a little mean to Gen Z, but whatever. Um, mm, but uh, maybe, yeah. But the I don't know. This one, like this one, left. It kind of like just fell flat for me ultimately. 
Um, but maybe it'd be better in, a, in like a year's time. I'm gonna, like, cause I'll I'll definitely rewatch this just to see if I was being unfair. Um, yeah, I yeah. I probably won't. Um, I, <laughs> I I I didn't have the issue where it was was overhyped well, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, you didn't um, have that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I really didn't. So I just went into this. Okay, so this this is one of the nominees. There mm-hmm. there are probably some things to appreciate about it, and ultimately this very much falls into the bucket of appreciate, not like. Yeah, totally. So, like, uh, pairing-wise, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, compelling character study things where mm-hmm. you're not necessarily supposed to like the character. Um, like, there's things about it that remind me of Whiplash, although, you know, you, you, you like yeah. Miles Teller in that movie, so it's, that, that's that's not really the case there. But um, but um, it also reminded me of The Social Network um, in mm. a lot of ways. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of movies that are kind of like at The Founder where whenever... Whenever, like, I can think those movies are good and I think they're well made, but I'm always going to, like, leave the movie being like, I just watched someone be a jerk for two hours and it still mm-hmm. kind of, like, hurts the movie for me a little bit. And yep. I, you know, I don't particularly like that, but that's, like, I don't like that, but that's how I feel. I mean, like, you know, I want to get beyond that, but that's that's where we're at. Um, but then there's a, yeah. a Charlie Kaufman movie called Schenectady, uh, not Schenectady, because that's the actual city, but Schenectady, New York, um, which has Philip Seymour Hoffman playing a kind of another person with this kind of grandiose stuff going on. And that movie is a lot weirder and has, but it has similar character things going on and a similar kind of pretension that's on purpose. And so I think that might work. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Phantom Thread because this is a lot like that. I was also reminded of Whiplash. Uh, it's, it's not exactly the same, but there are, there are some definite similarities, mm-hmm. but as far as a, a pairing, the thing that it's like this in a lot of ways is not a new story. It's not new in cinema Mm-mm. or or in any other medium. This has been done before. Of particular note, a little film by Orson Welles, mm. Citizen yeah. Kane. Yeah. However, we spend way less time with Charlie than we do Lydia Tarr, I feel. I think we spend a lot of time with uh, other people. That's, I think that's that's largely true. It's yeah. it's mostly other people's view on on his yeah. past and his life as they discover it, rather but than same from, kind of from like the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think you got yeah. an idea. I think you got a you got a point there. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, and that takes us to our last of the ten. We made mm-hmm. it. Woo! Here Huzzah. we go. Huzzah! Yesterday, I was up on deck. Yes. And it was so beautiful. Everything was fantastic. But then I saw the sails. The sails? The sails, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they were dirt gray. Hmm. Do you think it's possible to wash them? Well, I don't think that's possible, ma'am, because uh, this is a motorized vessel. Yeah. So we don't have any sails. All right, that is Triangle of Sadness, which is... It's a weird little title. For a weird little film. It's a weird little film, and we get, like, Triangle of Sadness is like a like a part of your face if you're a, well, if you're a person, but, like, it's mentioned while the main character is having, like, a male model audition, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so, like, very early on, we actually hear the phrase, and I'm not entirely sure it's the best title for this, but... No, sure. I mean, it, it, it comes from that one scene and doesn't really, really resonate come back. with the rest yeah. of, of what's going on in the movie, yeah. Right, um, so the simplest way to, like, describe the plot of this is, um, the rich people are terrible, um, the mm-hmm. movie... Um, mm-hmm. so this is about a couple 
Um, one's a male model. The other one is, I guess, she's an influencer. Yeah. Um, they they get on a boat. Um, the boat sinks, and then they have to fend for themselves with a few survivors on an island for a little bit. It's it is funny. Um, I'm not gonna. It is. I would say it's probably. I mean, it's you know, it's that absurdist stuff again. Like it's it's. Yeah. I'd say it's probably a comedy first um, than a drama, um, but it's definitely because of its absurdity it's hard for me to like get past like <laughs> some of that stuff um but you know we get woody harrelson as the ship's captain who's a marxist um who is you know having an ongoing discussion with another person like a venture capitalist mm -hmm. on it's very i am 14 and this is edgy in a lot of ways and that was something that kind of like i don't know yeah. like i feel like yeah. there were there were better movies this year that tackled similar themes mm -hmm. and yeah, that's that's kind of how I how I felt about this. Um, yeah, it's I'm... not bad, and the director has made you know other you know funny movies. I think this is his first English language film, and but I don't know. This one didn't really didn't really stick the landing like I like I hoped it would. Yeah, I'm I'm very much with you on that. Um, it it does a lot of different things, and it kind of shifts locations in order to shift context. And so mm. there's there's some some neat sort of visual poetry there around that and yep. it's well made and like it's, it, it, it's well it is acted, in, but, in a lot of yeah. ways yeah and and very well acted you know the the characters okay yeah i i totally believe all of them and and what they're saying and and what they're doing that's that's mm -hmm. all totally credible and and some some reversal and you know how mm -hmm. you know, power corrupts is yeah there's 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 some neat stuff here but but it's but mm, Others yeah. have done this better in very recent memory, and and in smarter ways. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. This I I could. It has all the hallmarks that the the Academy would get into, though. Unlike those other movies this year. Um. Although mm -hmm. one of those movies was also nominated this year, but not for Best Picture. But, yeah. So I don't know. I uh, this is another one that I was kind of disappointed in. Um. But at least it was funny. Yeah. I don't know. This one was. Eh. Yeah, I mean, this is one that I would switch out for, you know, probably something else with with Best Picture. Yeah, but, I I think I would as well. Yeah, um, but you know that said, um, you know I'm not mad that I saw it. It's not like no, that. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not either. Yeah. Um, pairing wise, actually, this was actually really easy for me to do pairing wise, and I thought of I was thinking of a movie that did it a little bit better, and that was The mm -hmm. Menu. Um, with Ray okay, Fiennes. Okay. Um, it's a similar kind of thing. Um, to be honest, I actually think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies did a better job um, mm. as well. But you know that one that that's not as good. Um, so like yeah, I, yeah. The menu. Yeah. I I haven't actually managed to watch the menu yet myself. Just check it out. It was, and, it's it was it was it was kind of on my radar before. And you're um, gonna want a burger afterward. I'm gonna just warn you ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I want a burger anyway. So that's yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. No, my. My thought was, and this is totally obvious. Mm -hmm. Watch Glass Onion. Yep, yep, yep. No, I agree. Like I think, I, I think these would did a actually better job too. So I, yeah. I, I think it did a better job in a lot of ways, and I think these are actually a pretty good pairing because mm -hmm. because that one is definitely funnier. It's it's mm -hmm. more pronounced in in a lot of ways than than this one is. Doesn't have a, a weird semi ambiguous ending mm -hmm. and. Which I think is part of the problem with this, you know, with with triangle sticking the right. landing. It's like it deliberately sort of doesn't. Yeah, and I will say that you know we are two dudes from America with you know very 
capitalistic ways, like American capitalism ways of looking at things. And so, yeah. I, whereas this may All be true. coming from, yeah, I mean, like this is like coming from a very European sense of anti-capitalism, which has similarities but is different. Um, so, like that might be part of it. So, I will own that. Um, sure, but yeah, I still found myself like Glass yeah, Onion like, did a better job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Glass yeah. Onion in the menu would also make good you know, a good mm -hmm. couple feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I, like, here's the thing, like, you know, I don't think the menu was good enough to be best picture, but I would switch out Triangle of, Triangle of Sadness's original screenplay with the menu. Like, I do <laughs> think it was that much better. So, okay. like, and, okay. and, like, and the menu was maybe my favorite movie of last year. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but, like, okay. so, like, yeah. I'll put that out there, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not like, I. it's, it's, it's not even that I necessarily disagree with any of the, positions that mm -hmm. you know that the director has oh with yeah this it's not, film. And, I, it's, and i'm not even just... mad about how he said it it's not no, like don't look up no. last year it's like it's like you know he's not saying things i disagree with and he's not saying it in a way that's like stupid it's just it's just not that it's just it's just it's just yeah it it, yeah. it feels like it's just sort of going through the motions it's yeah it's, it's a little bit less cohesive it's like okay here's a scene and then here's a scene and here's another scene mm -hmm. there's there's not really uh too much of a, a through line i mean because the the, the different parts talk about different issues entirely and it's it's broken into parts which feels a little pretentious a little well i mean in mm. and the main couple feel like an afterthought in a lot of i mean like they're ostensibly what keeps these three sort of yeah yeah i mean like it's kind of like it's three acts is like before the cruise the cruise and then the island and yeah. and like the couple is sort of the through line through all three of those, but they kind of feel like an afterthought in in the cruise and on the island in in a in a sort of way. Yeah, so, those characters yeah. are present throughout, mm -hmm. but it's not really their story. They're just kind of there, and they're not good audience surrogates. Is the no. other thing. Like, no one really is, which which and, I and, think also hurts. And that's it hurts it. And I'm not saying it's needed per se, but it would help. Yeah, it. I I agree. It would it would help to have a little bit more of an in mm -hmm. here. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. And that is something that Glass Onion and the menu and Bodies 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 had. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> all right. So yep. I guess that's that's yeah. So that's that's the nominees. So Tim. Mm -hmm. All right. This is this is the moment of truth. What will you vote for? What do you think is gonna win? What's what's on your what's your bottom movie <laughs> like I don't know yeah like yeah uh, so so I honestly I think Triangle is is probably at the bottom of, mm -hmm. of this list of ten for me yeah the the middle is is sort of muddy and mm -hmm. encompasses most of the other movies for my my top two and and mm -hmm. honestly it's going to vary depending on the day and, yeah. and I, I maybe even the, the minute yeah. yeah 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 and i i honestly i think it's going to be very similar with the academy this year mm. um are the fablemans which is kind of a feel-good movie even yeah. though it's it's sort of sad and is a movie sort of about movies and and other things and mm. it's, which they it's, love yeah that's a thing yeah yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. totally a thing and mm -hmm. i totally get it yep. this that's 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 what the academy is about it's about appreciating the medium mm. of 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 cinema of movies right so I mean, duh. But between that and everything, everywhere, all at once, I, I think those are my top two okay. this year. Which one would I vote for? Which one do I think is going to win? I, I don't have a firm answer. I, I just, mm. I, I can't. It can totally go either way down to the wire. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I think my bottom one is Top Gun. <laughs> um, not a bad movie. Okay. It's well yeah. made for what it is. I'm still annoyed I had to see it. Um, like, yeah, 
I don't really know what it, what's going to win. Um, I think it's kind of a... I think it's... Uh, we're kind of early this year, sort of. Um, DGA oh, happened last night, um, and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once won Best Directing there. And so I think that has a really good chance of being Best Picture, but I also think Banshees has a really good chance of being Best Picture, um, mm. just off a of buzz uh, on that one. But I also think Tar is a really good you know, potential, well, not exactly upset, but I think it's a good contender there, too. So, Fableman's also stands a good chance, too, because, like we were talking about, um, it's a very personal story to Big Steve, and, yep. you know, I think that it stands a good chance. So, it's kind of hard for me to say what will win. I'm kind of leaning more towards everything, everywhere, all at once, um, and that is what I would vote for. Like, I think that ended up being the movie that I compared everything to, ultimately, this year. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just so unique and so different that, you know, that's the thing I would definitely vote for. Um, I think my number two movie is probably Banshees, because okay. that's just the kind of thing I'm into. Uh, three and four, though, are kind of like between women talking and Fablemans. It's, uh, it's they, that one's, depending on the minute, I'll say one or say the other. But, yeah, I think there's... I mean, other awards, like, I'm pretty sure Brendan Fraser's gonna get it this year. I have no idea what's gonna get original screenplay, um, which is usually <laughs> a thing I'm pretty good about. Um, like, Triangle has all the hallmarks, but I would rather go to Everything Everywhere, um, or even Banshees for that one, so... Well, like, I, I feel like I feel like Triangle checks the boxes from a, a purely technical it, perspective. It checks the boxes for things, but, but I don't think But the overall quality doesn't, doesn't quite rise to that point. I agree, I agree. Um, and like, but there's, you know, you know, typically like, you know, original screenplay is the kind of movie that I will leave the theater and know what's going to win a lot of times. And like, that didn't happen with this, but I think that would be everything everywhere. Um, but like, I remember, I remember walking out a little Miss Sunshine when that happened. I was like, well, that's going to win best original screenplay. Like, and I knew that like <laughs> months before it was like, I just knew. Um, and so that's like a thing I'm generally good at gauging. So eh, that's, that's where I'm at on that one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because like on one hand, I feel like it wasn't that strong of a year. If everything everywhere all at once became the movie, I measured everything against, um, in so much that, you know, that movie came out in March. But I do yeah. think that none of these movies are bad. I don't think it was a weak year. I'm not sure how strong the year was because of that particular thing, but I might be overthinking. Um, I do think there were better films that probably should have been nominated. Like, I think After Sun probably is better than, you know, at least a couple of movies on here. Mm. And hard to say for sure, like, but... Yeah, there's, like, I don't know who, like, I'm pretty sure Michelle Yeoh is going to get Best Actress, and, you know, and deservedly so. Supporting Actress is really stacked. Um, I kind of, I would vote for for Stephanie Sue, but I'm kind of worried Jamie Lee's going to mess that up for her. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Carrie Condon would also be, like, a worthy, you know, like, I would, yeah, she would be my yeah. second person I'd vote for, too. So, because she was, and she is a pretty good, she actually helps with the, the masculinity thing, because as you know, our one real feminine lens in the film. She's really yeah, showcasing she's, that, like, these two guys can't figure it out. <laughs> like, it's really she's, annoying. She's very like, much an anchor in that story, even though she's got her own problems. Exactly. And, yeah. So, and so, like, I mean, like, she would be the other person. And, and the only reason why I put, you know, Stephanie ahead of her is because, like, Stephanie is playing so many different versions of the same character. <laughs> um, right. That, and does it really well. And so, like, I feel like I'm seeing more technical range and craft with her performance, but Carrie Condon gives, like, a really, really good performance. So, yeah. I don't know. Director, I would give it to the Daniels, um, for sure. Yeah, so I, I agree with the DGA there. But other than that, that's that, that's what I got right now. Yeah, yeah I, I can't really weigh in a whole lot more than, than what you've already said. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there are 
after several movies that I haven't seen, you know, a, a couple in each of those categories, pretty much. Although for supporting actor, I, I, I gotta say, I'd be surprised if it's anybody but Judd Hirsch. Yeah, uh, well, dude, man, I think uh, Kate Kwan's got a pretty good chance. Um, no, I mean, he, he's he's really, really good. Yeah. He is, and, and he's, you know, throughout that film, but I mean, nobody... You know, stole nearly an entire movie in like two scenes the way Judd Hirsch did. Yeah, in Fablemans. You got a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think I would vote. I'd, I'd vote for 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 K. Kwan on that one. It's kind of funny because it's like you know we know him as like a Spielberg guy. Yeah, um, and yet somehow yeah. it's like the the, the Daniels and, guy. And he's good. You know, and, yeah. and that's 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 kind of what you want to see is you mm. know this this is supposed to be you know these are these are the best examples mm. of this in this year. And okay, yeah, there's there's some really good stuff. But I mean, and and he Judd, like Judd Hirsch was my biggest wow moment out of any. Yeah, no, I get that, I get that. Yeah, but you know, he also has that like thing that Brendan Fraser's going through. It's like he's got this comeback thing coming too. So, like that's yeah, kind of and like and here's the thing: like a lot of this is, and this is why I actually get into the Academy Wars is that a lot of it isn't like necessarily the best stuff because I'm with you on the Judd Hirsch thing there. Yeah, totally, um, yeah. totally takes the whole movie and you don't forget about him even though he's only in like two scenes really. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of this is all the behind the scenes stuff. And and if you think this doesn't happen in sports, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> um, but it's like the same thing happens in sports. You just aren't. It's maybe a little bit better hidden. Um, maybe something's not. Um, I mean, like I'm not going to call any names, but I I do think this was like although I'm not sure if it was a particularly strong year. I do think it was a very good year. I do love the range of stuff that this that these ten nominees are, and that's something I think is actually very novel um, or yeah. at least yeah. very different before. So that's. That's something like I found myself enjoying watching these more than than, than in previous years. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. Um, yeah, there there are plenty of years in which you know the the list of nominees are all you know awards bait, pretentious, mm-hmm. heavy dramas, and it's yep. well, yeah, none of that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this year, you know, like we have you know we have a sci- you know the front runner is a science fiction film. I mean, like I don't think we've ever. Like that hasn't been a thing. In fact, for... we've got two science fiction films exactly, this yeah. year, and it's wow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got a we got a musical. We got um, you know, we got yeah, we got a couple of you know comedies per se, um, mm-hmm. which I think it's like kind of a rare thing. So I'll be I'll be it. They're not exactly laugh out loud the whole time, but I mean, like yeah, yeah. and and some some big you know high budget blockbuster types and yeah, um, and you know bringing on like so the last time we were talking about. You know how the Academy likes movies about movies. Mm-hmm. I would not discount everything everywhere all at once in that regard, because, like I said, like I think because every universe is like a different genre, it's almost like a stealth version yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think that's what made the edge for Shape of Water over Three Billboards that when that happened, because it's although, it's probably a factor. Yeah, it was because like not only was it kind of like a Black Lagoon riff, but there was also like a lot of stuff in a movie theater that happened, mm-hmm. and so like I think that yeah. that's that I wouldn't discount that as we you know do the inside baseball of this, but yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> See what happens though uh we got a little less than a month for when it happens um my hope is to you know i'm, I'm gonna hope to do like a, maybe one or two little episodes before then but we'll see what happens so yeah yeah so it's uh three weeks from today i believe as as we record this mm-hmm. and uh we'll be there we'll be watching and uh probably have some snarky comments absolutely all right but for right now that's our show thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye Bye.